Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we are being joined by Abby Waller. Abby is a photographer and a coach for creatives who are ready to create a unique plan for their businesses that will allow them to stand out and scale. I'm so excited to have her on to talk about something that I think is so important, and that is five mistakes to avoid with your pricing page. And this is something that can be applied to any service-based business, any creative, any coach, and I'm just thrilled to have her on. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Abby. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're so passionate about this topic. Yeah. So thank you, Laylee, for having me on. And I absolutely love talking about pricing because... When I started my business at 19, it was definitely a little bit of a struggle to figure out where to take my business, what it was going to look like, and ultimately how to book clients. And so within that first year, I was able to thankfully build my business and decide to go full time. But in that process, we decided to relocate. And with relocating, I then had to move my business eight hours away and rebuild from scratch and now an even more saturated market than what I was in before. And so throughout the process of that, I found that pricing wasn't necessarily the thing that kept me from booking or allowed me to book. It was more on how I showed up for the people who were inquiring and for the clients who wanted to work with me that allowed me to not only book out my calendar, but also be able to scale my pricing in a way that allowed me to have the business that I was hoping for and dreaming of and continue to grow it throughout the years. I think that is so awesome. Okay. So I would love to like, let's jump in, like tell us about these mistakes that you see people making commonly and like how we can actually avoid these pitfalls when it comes to pricing. All right. So I know that you usually save the unpopular opinion for the end of the episode, but I figured that this time we'll start with it because it kind of helps lead us into the tips that I want to give your audience. So the unpopular opinion that I have is that your price range isn't the main factor of why people do or do not book you and your services. So when it comes to pricing, we think that you know, if we have this solid lead and they end up ghosting us, we think, oh, well, it has to be my price. Or we think that price shoppers can't be convinced to pay what we see as valuable with our prices. Or we think that a cheaper business is going to ruin our business. And the truth is clients are willing to pay for things that they value. And if there's an emotional connection to your service or offer, and people feel like that service was created just for them, then they're going to find a way to pay for it. So I like to look at it as your price isn't a barrier that someone has to break through in order to book you. It's just a simple step someone has to take in order to get something they value. So if you feel like your prices are holding you back, it's not the price. It's just that you aren't leading with enough value to first create an emotional connection to your offer before you present the price tag to your client. Ooh, I really, really love that. And I love that you were like, I'm just going to be sassy right off the bat. Like, I'm not waiting till the end of this to give my unpopular opinion. (laughs) 
I'm here for it. I am here for it. Um, no, I totally agree. And I think that that's something that we all see day in and day out, especially I think the longer that you're in business and the longer that you are involved in like kind of the entrepreneurial community, we see all the time people get really mad if somebody tries to undercut them with pricing, or we see people be really, I guess, critical of, you know, up and coming businesses and just of their pricing. And I think that that's, that's not really like the best way to focus our attention. And, and I agree. I think that so often it's easy to blame pricing for not booking, but um, I just, I totally agree with that. So I'm excited to hear how people can avoid making these mistakes. Yeah. And I think that people think that just because they're in a saturated market, like they can't have the business they want, or they can't charge the prices that they want. And in reality, a saturated market just means that your service or your business has already been proven to work and to be wanted by that market. Therefore, you have a spot at the table and you have every opportunity available to have the business that you want, as long as you're showing up in a way that's going to show the value of what it is that you're wanting to sell to your ideal clients. Absolutely. I hundred percent agree. Um, so do you want to break down for us kind of like those top five steps? I'm, I'm so pumped for people to hear this. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the five mistakes that you might be making right now with your pricing guide or your pricing page, however you have it set up in your business. So one of the top mistakes that I see people making is that they have far too many options inside of their pricing guide. So buyer's fatigue is a real thing, especially when your buyer doesn't really know exactly what it is that they're needing or wanting from you, especially like in the wedding industry. Wedding is like a whole new world. And so when brides come in to start planning their wedding, they have no clue what on earth they need from you. And so if you go and throw three, four, five packages at them, they have no clue what to do with that. And it becomes overwhelming. And so they're not going to dig into what it is that you have offered them to try to figure it out. Um, we tend to run from things that are overwhelming, right? So one of the best things that you can do is to either scale your services down to one main package, that signature package and service that you have, because a lot of times people can be swayed into purchasing something if they feel like it is a popular package or a popular selection. People want to have that support to know that someone else has purchased that and that they really enjoyed that service or product. And then the other thing is when you have a signature package, it's a lot easier to sell one package versus five different packages, right? You can create a pitch for that package. You can show up in a way that's really strong at consultations or on calls to be able to sell that service. Now, if you're like, well, I really want to have three or four packages. The best way to go about that then is to make sure a that your packages are broken up in a way that actually makes sense. So as someone goes through the packages, they are up leveling their experience with you, not just Oh, you get an extra hour of coverage. No, we want to make sure each package has a unique experience in and of itself. And then the best thing you can do is underneath that package, give a description of who that package is actually for. So for example, wedding photographers, if you have a six hour package, let people know this package is great for a small family wedding of 50 guests or less. And then if you have an eight hour package, let them know this is great for a classic wedding day at one main location. 
or if you have a 10 hour package, this is great for brides who are getting married at a Catholic church and then heading to their venue for their reception. No matter what your services are, let people know, hey, this package was created for this specific person and this is why it serves them well. And that's gonna help your you know, ideal client be able to navigate your packages and know which one's best for them. I totally agree. I actually think um, that's something that I see people kind of shy away from or they're afraid of doing during inquiry and during inquiry processes. I know like when I get an inquiry for coaching, I will send over like all of my, all of my packages and ways that you can work with me. But within the email itself, I also say like looking at these and hearing about you, I would suggest this option for you, but of course, like take a look at everything. And so in that way, I'm also guiding them because I think people can kind of perceive that as like, oh, am I being too pushy? Am I being too aggressive? When really you're just kind of like watching out for their best interest and being a, a true expert and a guide in that uh, like inquiry to booking process. Exactly, like you are the expert in what it is that you are selling and the service that you're providing. And so people want you to show up in a way that is going to lead them into making the best decision, especially when it's a huge chunk of money. Um, like a lot of our services are like, no one wants to pay a couple thousand dollars for something if they don't know a hundred percent that it's for them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I, I totally agree with your first, your first mistake. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well then let's go to number two. So Second mistake is that we like to think that we have to have the entire kitchen sink inside of our packages in order to book them. Um, and so whenever someone gets a pricing guide or the pricing page from you, they might look at your services that you have laid out and they're gonna see every little detail of that package laid out. And if someone sees three different packages and each package has like 10 different details laid out below it, it's so hard to try to figure out how those packages are actually different and which ones are going to be the most impactful for that person. So if you are highlighting every single minute detail inside of your package, it's going to be really hard for someone to figure out exactly how those packages are going to transform what it is that they're looking for with you. So the best thing that you can do is if you have certain steps or certain processes that go with all of your packages, have a little disclaimer above your services that say, every one of my signature services include X, Y, and Z. And then in your packages below, highlight what makes those packages different from one another. Don't highlight the things that are similar. Highlight that in one location. That's gonna allow people to be able to process all that information quicker and make a quick decision. Because ultimately when it comes to getting people to book you, we want them to make a quick decision because the longer the decision is prolonged, the less likely you are to actually book them. So the other thing is if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I want to have all these different options because I want people to book a higher package with me. A lot of times the best way to have someone book a higher package with you is to actually start with that very simple, basic signature package and then incentivize them to up level their experience with you. Now, I want to say I'm not someone who promotes discounts or things like that. I don't think you should have a discount on your main package, but there's no one saying that it's a bad thing to give them $100 off an album 
if they add that album at the time of booking, right? You already have them convinced to pay you three thousand dollars. They're already ready to hand you that money. So why not give them a hundred dollars off to now add another nine hundred dollars to that package? Or if you're a coach and you like people to add on extra coaching calls after your time together, well, why not give them a little bit of a discount or offer them a longer call if they add it on at the time of booking? It's the simplest way to up-level your profit and your experience without having to actually raise your prices. Yeah. I always say, um, you know, like I don't mind discounts, but I would prefer for like clients that I work with and students that I work with to incentivize versus discounting. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with discounting. I just like, I don't know what, I think that psychologically it just like helps people get there a little bit faster. If you can just provide extra value instead of taking away price, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I think discounts have a place in time, 100%. Um, I think there are definitely times where it is going to help you if you're just starting or things like that. But I don't think it should be, you know, an everyday practice of like, hey, if you book me, I'll give every person 10% off if you book me quickly or things like that. I think the incentives are definitely the way to go. So that kind of leads into mistake number three. And that is that clients don't usually feel like they have a reason to book quickly. So when someone inquires with you, a lot of times you'll send over pricing. And then at that point, you're kind of leaving the ball in their court to actually take that incentive or take the initiative to actually go and book you and keep things moving forward. What we want to do is we want to make sure that we are the ones pushing the process forward because it's our business, right? It's up to us to actually get the clients. It's not up to the clients to choose to book us. We need to be the ones proactively trying to book them. And so one of the best things that you can do is again with the incentives is to give that incentive to book quickly. So one thing that I like to do is, um, and again, I have been a wedding photographer for years, so I apologize if a lot of my examples are wedding related, but it's just what is at the top of my mind. Um, but for weddings, a lot of wedding photographers will give a free engagement session. And I do love the fact that, you know, every booking will have an engagement session, but there's a way to use that to incentivize people to actually book quicker. So let's say your engagement session is not a part of the package. You have it as an add-on. It's $500 as an add-on. Well, why not tell your clients, hey, if you book with me within seven days of your inquiry, I'll give you that session for free. So now in their mind, they're getting that $500 session for free instead of you just automatically saying, I'm going to give it to you for free. Or um, same thing with a coaching call. If someone wants to do a coaching call with you, say, hey, if you book within seven days, I'll give you a free website review for it, right? A website review might take you 30 minutes, but if someone's booking a five, $600 coaching call with you, I would gladly take an extra 30 minutes to do a website review for them if it guarantees them booking me in under a week. So figure out how you can go about presenting your offers in a way that's going to incentivize someone to actually take action quickly and secure you as the person that they're going to work with. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, like you mentioned, I think that is something that could be done across all industries. I mean, I know brand designers who throw in an extra audit or coaches who throw in extra like Voxer access or, you know, like email access for an extra week or something for Q&A during their office hours. So just like finding any gap or any place that you, it doesn't add a ton of work on your end, but it is a ton of value on the consumer's end, I think is a really great tip. Exactly. And especially if there's something a part of your service that you're already offering for free, you're already throwing it in for free, then why not just put a price tag on it and say, hey, I'm going to give this to you for free if you take action with me quickly. Number four is the fourth biggest mistake that I see people making is pricing centered pricing guides. Now, this might sound a little bit weird, like, of course, pricing is going to be a part of your pricing guide. But there needs to be a buildup that talks about who you are, who this offers for, talk about frequently asked questions, talk about the process or the service that you give, talk about reviews from past clients, and then go into your pricing. We want to build up the excitement. We want your offer or your service to seem so, so valuable. So that way, when someone gets to a price tag, that price tag, they're either going to find it reasonable for what it is that you're giving, or they're going to have already made such an emotional connection that they're going to figure out how to make it work if it's right for them. So what we want to do is when it comes to presenting our pricing, one of my top tips is Whenever you have your pricing laid out, like your services are laid out, and let's say you have package one, two, and three, a lot of times people will be like, package one is the gold package and it starts at $900. What we want to do is we want to say, okay, package one is the gold package. Here's what is inside package one. And then at the very, very bottom, we're going to list the $900. And we're just going to put 900, no dollar sign. And we're gonna make that font either a lighter font or a slightly smaller font. So that way your price is not at the forefront of someone's mind when they're going through all the information. We want them to digest all the information first and become attached. And then again, your price is just a detail of that package. We don't want the price to be something that is prominent. We don't want it to be something that is going to take over that pricing page, right? We just want it to be, again, that small little detail that is included in there that someone has to do in order to get the service that they want. Now, tip number five, this is my last one. And that is that we need a really good explanation for your offer that stands out. So there are tons of people who offer what it is that you do. And so we need to find a way that's going to make you stand out, right? So things like using buzzwords or phrases are not going to help you. So again, as a wedding photographer, I hear people say things like, I'm a bright and airy photographer that loves love. Well, the phrase I love love is very common. A lot of people use that or saying like, oh, I'm a bright and airy photographer. Yes, you might be a bright and airy photographer, but that's not what's going to allow you to stand out. We need to use phrases and words that are unique and that are going to allow your ideal client to truly connect to what it is that you are doing and make it seem like you are building out this story or this idea 
that directly relates to them and where they are wanting to go. So if you find yourself using words like authentic and genuine and joyful and things like that, we need to get that out of your messaging right now because that's a huge mistake because probably if someone else has inquired with five other people for that same service and you are all using the words genuine, authentic, joyful, whatever it might be, it's just going to seem like a repeat of the same thing over and over. And whichever service provider can come out and say a unique message that does not include these buzzwords, these buzz phrases are going to be the ones that are going to stand out and ultimately probably get the client, whether they have the highest prices or the lowest prices. Because again, it's not so much about the price tag. It's about the messaging that leads up to the introduction of the price tag. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I cannot tell you the amount of times I've had to (laughs) tell people to get those commonly used phrases and words out of their messaging because it really does. I, I understand the appeal, but it really does make it so difficult for you to stand out. It makes it so difficult for people to remember you. And it just makes it, it makes it difficult for people to relate to you because they just see you then as like just another number and just another person using the exact same words. So. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, anyone can shoot an eight hour wedding. Anyone can offer a two hour coaching call. And so if someone's clicking around, even on websites before they inquire with you and like as a photographer, if they're seeing the words like bright and airy photographer all over your website, well, they know you're a bright and airy photographer because they're looking at your photos right now. So why are we wasting that really valuable spot on your website with words that don't add to the conversation that don't add to the value of what it is that you offer because your website and your pricing guide and really any part of your business, it's meant for your client. It's not about you. It's not about what you do. It's about how you serve your client and how you bring value to their lives. Oh my gosh. I just know that all of my like brand designer listeners and, um, all of my copywriter listeners are like doing like praise hand emojis right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I feel like it's one of those things that's so simple, but just makes the biggest difference in the world. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, these were amazing. Is there any, like, is there anything else you want to leave our listeners? You've you've given us so much great content. Yeah. So basically remember that your ideal client wants you to speak to them. They want you to speak to that one person that you are trying to serve. And when it comes down to it, that one person who you are trying to serve that really is going to love you and want to work with you, your price tag is not going to be a barrier for them. Your price isn't something that should play a role in the success of your business. What is going to bring you success in your business is how you are showing up and promoting the offer you have to support the price tag that you need in order to have a successful business. So your price is not directly related to your success. It's how you're showing up and promoting that service that's directly related to the success. I really love that. And I think that's like a really great place to leave people with and something for um, hopefully everybody to put a lot of good thought into. Um, Thank you so much for coming on today and y'all make sure to go follow Abby. I will link all of her information in the show notes, but where can people connect with you primarily, Abby? Yeah. So the main place that I hang out is over in my Facebook group. It is Abby Waller Insiders Group. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is at Mrs. Abby Waller. And then at my website, abbywaller.com, we have a bunch of free resources there as well. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. And thank you. I am excited for your listeners to start implementing all of this. Oh, I'm sure they are too. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.